Good afternoon. Afternoon. Good morning, everybody. Uneducated economist here. <laughs> Thinking afternoon. Anyway, just getting to work. In fact, I should be probably going into work right now. Uh, but just wanted to talk briefly about the yield curve inversion because we're starting to see it really start seeing it take place. Um, boy, I'm having trouble talking too. Where the shorter term interest rates on the U.S. Treasuries are paying a higher yield than the longer term. Not completely across the entire yield curve, but definitely right in the middle, we have a big inversion taking place. And this is something that we really have to pay attention to. A lot of people look at the two-year tenure. That has not crossed over yet. It's getting close, but it hasn't quite, quite gotten there. A lot of people say when these two cross over, when the two years starts to pay more than the 10-year does on the yield, then that is a signal of a recession that's going to be imminent. However, I was listening to an Alan Greenspan interview years ago talking about yield curve inversion, and he says that it's a very good indicator, but that he would much rather watch the five-year, 30-year and that the widening spread, this is what he said, that the widening spread between these two indicates corporate management's willingness to invest. I love the way Alan Greenspan talked because he was always very like, he was like the master of Fed speak. When he would, when he would say things, nobody understood what the hell he said. In fact, he had a famous quote that said, if you, if you, uh, if you particularly understood what I said, you probably misunderstood me. You know, like he was saying, like, if you understand, he is trying to make it confusing. So anyway, if you go and you look at the five-year, 30-year, that spread is getting closer and closer. And those are the two that I'm watching right now is the two-year, 10-year, and the three-year, five-year. Well, I'm sorry, not the three-year, the five-year, 30-year. Man, this is a terrible video. Sorry, guys. Anyway, these are the two... Um, yield spreads that I have been watching. These are when these two cross over, when they get closer and closer together, this is like the one that I have been paying attention to. But Powell came out the other day, yesterday even, saying that he doesn't watch that, that there's better indicators out there that the Fed has been using, and it's when the short-term interest rates rise. Right? So when the yields on the shorter-term interest rates begin to move up, this is when you start to see the possibility of an of a recession that's taken place. Now, when these completely invert, I'm not sure if that's what he's looking for or if he's just looking for the gap to narrow on these things as far as the shorter term to the longer term. And this is like an indication of investors who are now nervous about the markets. Like they do not want to tie up their money for the short term. They see a lot of turmoil. They see a lot of uncertainty. They may see a lot of buying opportunities. And so they do not want to hot tie up their cash for the short term while these events are taking place that may possibly give them a buy-in opportunity or even worse they would end up losing out on their investments so this is where investors get very nervous and they start pulling their money out and when you're pulling your money out you're pulling it out in cash and you start to have liquidity issues out there with the rest of the market. So it becomes like this self-fulfilling prophecy, much like we have talked about in other things in the past, especially like when it comes to inflation expectation. When you start expecting inflation, then you start behaving in a way that inflation actually produces itself because you start spending more on the items, anticipating that they're going to be costing more or you just simply won't be able to get them in the future. And so you'll just buy more than what you need or pay a higher price for them so that you can assure that you don't lose your purchasing power that you know is going to happen if you have that inflation expectation.
Well, something very similar can happen in the other, in the opposite direction. If you have a uncertainty of market conditions or if there's going to be like a war, especially when there's like issues of pandemic, war, natural disasters, especially major natural disasters, these things can have major effects on the way people behave as far as the, as far as their like investment concerns and economic activity when they go to spend money. Like if you are nervous about what's going to happen, you have a tendency to hold back on your economic activity and you're investing. Like, you know, you're even people are like asking me all the time, do I cash out of my 401k? And I, I tell people all the time, man, I have no idea what it is that you need to do with your money. I put my money in a lot of different places. I put it in crypto, I put it in silver, I put some in the banks. I have several different bank accounts that I put money into. I try to put it in several different areas and try to avoid as much as possible the third party risk because that's where people are really gonna start seeing the problems come up. I mean, you can already see it happening with like the Russia, Russian debt. They were able to avert a default with the dollar bond payments that they have to make. They were able to to avoid a default. But there is much bigger concerns coming into the future where they have like a major amount due up into like the billions, a couple billions of dollars worth. And this is going to be very difficult for them to to try and pay. So there is going to be like issues coming into the future with sovereign debt. Whoever owns this Russian debt, these Russian bonds, if they are still in a position of holding these things on their balance sheet, when they go into default, their balance sheets are going to start to, the assets to liabilities, their assets are going to be diminishing. And that's going to start setting off a whole other sovereign debt crisis. How much exposure people have to that Russian debt, those Russian corporations, or how much exposure they have to the need for their commodities like their energy. A lot of these European nations are very dependent on Russian energy. These are the type of things that really cause a major volatility inside of the market that you can't really predict is going to continue into the future. Like if they everything ends tomorrow, what's, what's the conditions gonna be like? How long does it take to repair? If it does repair, where are the partnerships gonna go to? Like already I'm seeing where China has purchased like liquid natural gas and now has the ability to sell it for a profit after it's already been shipped from and it's or like imported into their country they have it as an import the price has gone up so much they haven't used yet they can now sell it for a profit that kind of scenario I don't think is going to last I mean that leads me to believe that there is irrational exuberance all over the place when it comes to the acquisition of energy like people are so panicked about it that they are willing to pay any price in order to acquire this stuff and secure for their needs even though they may not need it I mean we don't know like if economic activity really starts to diminish and people stop spending as much then you don't need as much energy you don't need to manufacture as much stuff this is one of the concerns that I am having about the Federal Reserve raising of interest rates in trying to stop inflation because it wasn't inflation due to a overwhelming demand although there was a huge demand due to the stimulus it came from a severe severing of the supply chain and the failure to repair that 
That, to me, is the major concern. The Federal Reserve is going to raise interest rates into a broken supply chain. They're going to deplete, deplete supply even more as suppliers are not going to be willing to supply into a less of a demand. Like, they're going to say to themselves, hey, we don't need to supply when they're obviously trying to restrict demand. So, yeah, there's going to be some major issues coming into the future. Watch the yield curve, right? If Powell says watch the short term, then that's what the Fed is going to use. I mean, it's not up to us to determine whether or not they are going to conduct the monetary policy in a particular way. It's up to us to predict what it is that they are going to do into the future so we can best position ourselves. That's the whole point of it. So if he says watch the short term, watch the short term. I'm watching the two-year, 10-year, and I'm watching the three-year, or I'm sorry, the five-year, 30-year. All right, I kind of babbled there a little bit. I hope I didn't get too confusing. I don't know. I babble a lot in the morning. Uneducated economist, you guys let me know.